Do you choose the right words for your church to sing? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, Worship Team Training? What's going on, friends? Great to have you today, Brandon Dempsey, and it's great to have you see you here on our Tuesday show. We also thank you guys for joining us this uh, just a few moments ago. We had a we did an Instagram live kind of feed and that was fun we had john chisholm pop in for like a special interview and we're going to have a bit more of those coming up we're going to get john on today so all of you members at worship team training university uh don't despair we're going to bring john back because he's got a better connection other than that you guys probably don't have any idea what we're talking about right now but we just did a live stream with john chisholm talking about songwriting and we're going to do another one coming up plus we have what uh I'm not going to say the name, but I got another surprise guest for you later on this week. You got to be checking our feeds. So when it says special guest today, then you'll know what it is. Hi, guys. I'm Brandon Dempsey. Great to see you. I'm a follower of Jesus and happen to be CEO and training director of worshipteentraining.com. And what do we do? Well, we do, uh, you know, weekly shows like this on Tuesday at 11 a.m. But we also do worshipteentraining.com, which is our site for workshops and mentoring for worship teams and worship leaders. We come to your church and we put on a Friday and Saturday hands-on training for just you and your worship team. Outfitted that looks just like you, customized, fully available, hands-on training. Also, mentoring. We got a, a program that is a 10-week, or if you want to just do a week-by-week course with yours truly or any of our other staff members, go to worshipteentraining.com to find out more. And as I talked about on Instagram, we have our membership site for worship leaders and worship teams, and that's at wttu.co. So thanks so much for coming in today, guys. We have a worship leader guest for you. His name is Doc Canova. He's joining us by audio. And we're going to have him come on in just for a few in just a few minutes. Uh, well, actually, just a few seconds because it's not going to take that long. Uh, but I did want to tell you about the awesome things that are coming this week and next week. You want to check out this Thursday when you become a member at wttu.co. And we have a new member that actually just joined us this morning. Uh, so thank you uh, for coming. And we got some more things coming up. Uh, awesome member, uh, brand new. So. Uh, Great, great, great. We got some people coming in. Uh, be sure to swipe and invite, share this broadcast out right now, Facebook Live, Periscope. Also, if you're listening by audio, thank you so much for subscribing to our Worship Team Training Podcast and also on iHeartRadio. So thank you guys for joining. Great, great stuff. John Thurlow, this coming Thursday, songwriter, going to come on, spend time with us to do a special Thursday training for our members only. You got to be a member at WTTU.co to find out. Plus, we have new videos coming up for training in guitar, piano, and voice. That's going to be unveiled very, very soon. Right now, we have new daily trains that are up. This week, we're talking about songwriting. So new, these are additional videos that we're putting out, training videos. And we're going to show you a little bit of look on the inside later on. We got some more um, things that we'll put out your way on socials that explain a little bit more about WTTU. Uh, but for all the events for this week and next week, plus we got a brown 
comeback special coming up next week, check out WTTU.co slash events. That is our events page. So you want to make sure that you're looking at that. Okay, so this week, as we are talking about songwriting, what does it mean to write words, sing words that really matter? And so I thought it would be great to have Doc Cannavale come on. He's from Rock. He's from Rochester, New York, and he's serving at the churches of Rockport and Leroy United Methodist Church. And Doc has a very experienced worship leader, and we're grateful to have him on to share his experience. So let's welcome him now by audio. Doc, how are you today? Great to have you. Doing fine. Doing absolutely wonderful. It's a blessed day. Great. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today. And uh, members, we also, you guys watching us right now by Facebook and Periscope, listening back on the playback, whatever questions you have or comments, please drop them into the comment box below the video so that way we can get them and address them quickly. So please participate. And also, if this is your first time watching, thank you guys so much for coming in. Please give us a shout out, your name, city, country, where you're from, all that good stuff. And thanks so much. So Doc, let's talk about songs. Let's Tell us about, you serve at two churches. You are a worship leader between two different churches. Talk a little bit about that. At 9.30, we serve a church that's uh, just a few minutes up the road, and we do a short praise set there. And then we hop in the car and we beat it down the road to another church that's uh, 15, 20 minutes down the road, and uh, we leave the entire service there. So uh, we, we... In one church, there's a lot of children, so we have the opportunity to work with children in worship, which is my absolute passion. And in the other church, we have elderly adults, and uh, so we kind of give them uh, some of the oldies, some of the first generation, some of the soft, softer uh, side of praise and worship songs. So we get the best of both worlds, and, uh, and it keeps us hopping. Awesome. I love that. So tell us like between the two, because now you're, you're leading worship for two different sets of people. What is that like and what kind of songs are you using? Well, in, uh, in the, uh, the church with the elderly people, we would, uh, we would do songs such as uh, Shout to the Lord or Come Now is the Time or Breathe would be a big seller. Um, some, of the, uh, some of the stuff that might be 10, 15 years old that some of them may be familiar with, um, big hits, CCLI top. Um, top 100 songs for sure, but uh, I, I love you, Lord. Things that some of them may have heard before would relate to easily, and songs that would be very singable for them. Mm, singable. So, why is the the singable part worth it? The the singable part. Um, I'm going through my songwriting notes since uh, since we seem to be into a songwriting thing and. Um, one of the things that Brenton Brown said, and I think Brenton would know something about songwriting. Of he said that uh, one of the most important things for him is to make sure that everything he writes is congregational. And he also used the word accessible. He says your goal as a songwriter would be to write songs that people can sing, songs that are simple enough for people to sing, yet... Um, interesting enough that they would want to sing them over and over again. So uh, I think that's that's so important. Um, 
I think sometimes as songwriters and sometimes as worship leaders, we get caught up in what the what the hottest song is on K Love, and we want to uh, we want to bring that to our congregation because we're all excited about the song. But yet, it may not be the best song for them to relate to because our primary goal as a worship leader, as as you have said many times, is to lead people in worship, not to right. stand up and perform. Right. Thank you for that, and and also thank you for uh, being with us for so long, Doc. You you have been watching our shows for quite a while, so it's a, it's a pleasure to have you back. Um. So tell us. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to congregational singing, and like what you said, great point by Brenton. Every song, you know, has got to be congregational minded. Why? 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 Why are the words so important? Well, I think the Lord wants us to worship communally as a community. Um, a worship service should be, an, in my opinion, should be an extension of the communion service, the communion portion of it. It brings people together. God wants our churches, our local churches, to be relational. And unfortunately, that's sometimes uh, where we fall down as local churches. But if we as worship leaders can foster this sense of community and this sense of relationship from one church member to another, even those two guys who have been arguing at the trustees meeting two nights before may come together in harmony and be singing the same song with all of their focus towards Mm. the Lord. Wow. That's a beautiful picture. (laughs) I don't think too many uh, think about that. So, I mean, are you saying that music worship unites people and how? You're breaking up. Could you come back one more time, please? Yeah, you're talking about how music and worship bring people together. How is that possible? Uh, It's all done through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in so many ways in our church services. He works through the through the breaking of sharing of bread, breaking of bread and sharing of that. He works through uh, through the Word of God in the sermon, in the message, um, in uh, some of the elder, uh, some of the uh, more traditional churches still have a joys and concerns and a greeting where you pass the peace of Christ around. These things are all relational, and music is a highly relational thing. Um, if you look at what uh, Charlie Wesley said, I call him Charlie, sorry, in uh, in the front of the Methodist uh, hymnal, he will say that we should sing loudly, but we yeah. should sing as a group. That's right. And not let one voice overpower the other, but to join in unity. Um, if we look in the New Testament, the number of times that Christ refers to unity and brotherhood, look at the number of times the Apostle Paul pleads with us for unity and brotherhood and when we are all singing the same song our hearts and minds are focused on the lord and that is relationship that is community and that is what that's one of the bottom line things i believe that the lord is looking for right i love that so um why when it when it comes to god um how does he find our words in worship how does the lord find our Words in worship? Right. 
if they're directed at him, towards him, and praising him, I believe he finds them pleasing and pleasant. Awesome. So um, tell us, like, what time, what what comes to mind of, of, a, of a moment in worship where you saw that people were coming together through a song? It didn't matter what age. It didn't matter what was going on in that church in that time. Can you give us a story? I, all right. I will, I will think of a story here presently. Um, there was a time when I had children up with me, um, in our, the last church we served in, I tried to bring the, the, uh, the little children, the primary grade children up, um, for the very first song. And, um, when, when we got done with that song there, I don't believe there was a dry eye in the house. Um, people were just emotionally involved. They were invested in not only the children, but in the song and the lyrics to the song in, in particular. Uh, some, I'm afraid that sometimes as worship leaders, um, we don't pay enough attention to the lyrics of the song, um, especially as team leaders, as worship team leaders, we get caught up in uh, the music aspect of the song. What song are we going to choose for next week? Well, this one got a great hook, man. We got to play that particular song. Or oh, listen, with the way this goes to the bridge, boy, this is a killer song. And we need to take more time and pay attention to the lyrics of these songs. Are they praising God? Are majority of them vertical worship songs? Are we lifting up the name of Jesus in our communities? Are we bringing people together to do that? Mm. Um, there's, there is a place for, I woke up this morning and, and I used to be like this and this is what God has done to me. And that sort of uh, radio vibe. Um, and sometimes those songs go over well with the congregation, but more often than not, when you can get people to lose themselves and to lose what's been going on during their week. Mm. They may have had a tough week, but if you can get their minds off of that and get their minds on God, you are the everlasting God and I will praise you forever and I will lift you up and you are what's important. I think, mm. uh, I think that will bring people together. Hmm. I love that. I, I feel already, I feel like we're kind of coming together just by the words that you spoke. Uh, and so I wonder, Doc, you know, what what are you seeing that – I mean you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but what are you seeing in the church right now that may be lacking when it comes to worship, and why do you think so? There's, there's two diametrically opposed, two, uh, two sides to this. One side of it is are we performing – when we're leading, when we're leading worship, and the other side of it is uh, would be the opposite of that. Are we uh, just standing there like uh, like sticks and uh, no emotion, no body language, no facial expression? I believe that we have to be able to prayerfully have to prayerfully we have to pray about this, and we have to have God lead us and guide us so that there is a blend of the two. Because I have seen worship teams with absolutely no facial expression, no body movement, um, no hands raised, and I believe the kind that can stifle a congregation to not want to lose themselves in a demonstrative worship. And on the other hand, we have all been to churches where we have seen the worship leader jump around and say, look at me, aren't I terrific? Mm. 
So I think there has to, there needs to be a blend of that. We need to um, be somewhat demonstrative in our leading worship in order to free our congregations to be able to do the same. So I've seen both sides of that, and I think that we need to pray and have God guide us in our worship teams so that we may be able to do the right combination of those two. Yeah. Love that. Uh, so what about this? As we're talking about songwriting this week, we're talking about things like inspiration. We're talking about, you know, how to write good songs and why and how to stand out and stuff like that. Uh, we've had, we're having several guests on. And by the way, guys, I forgot to mention tomorrow, Weston Skaggs. Brownback special Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central. Weston's going to be bringing some original music. Great songwriter that we had on our show on Thursday training last week. So I just want to uh, parenthetically mention here, join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. Wednesday for Weston Skaggs. Um, When it comes to songwriters, Doc, what do you think think the church wants – from songwriters, those that are right for the church, those that are right for God. What do you think the church wants from songwriters? A lot of churches um, are probably looking for their worship leaders to sing the more popular uh, songs, the songs that, that are being sung in most of the churches. And I have a big tendency to want to agree with that. If you look at your CCLI Top 100 and you look at the songs that, in particular, those songs that are in the CCLI Top 100 that would cross over to radio airplay, because then people are singing the songs in church, they're hearing them on the radio during the course of the week, and I think some of those are going to be your uh, your best bets for choosing songs in many of the churches. However, that said, there are churches that are looking for just a very deeply authentic um something different, something out of the mainstream, something that's not necessarily attractional mm-hmm. to individuals or or songs that would make people walk out of church saying, boy, I really enjoy that, but songs that are just pleasing to the Lord and would draw people into a deeper sense of praise to the Lord and a deeper sense of worship. So it depends on the church, and of course, worship team leaders need to uh, need to be in close contact with their pastor mm-hmm. what is the pastor what is our church trying to go for at this particular time what is our focus on right i love that so if you had to tell a songwriter something that you that you need from the heart what would that be well there's a couple of things that come to mind right off the bat um in this same songwriting conference in the same songwriting class, Brenton Brown uh, made a point that he said that um, the state of mind that an individual is in when they are writing songs makes a tremendous amount of difference. If you are sitting down and you are struggling and trying to write a song and you've got to, you got to mow the lawn and you got to pick up the kids at soccer and you have to do and you have to make dinner and you got to do this and you got to do that and all these things are in the back of your mind and you're doing your your normal American hurried life 
probably not the best time to to try and carve out 20 minutes to sit down and write a song, whether it's a song for your church or whether it's a song for uh, for radio airplay or no matter what it is. He said that some of the best songs that he ever wrote, though some of the more prolific times that he's had at songwriting, were times when his mind was completely off all the worries and the cares of life and the things that he had to do. Matter of fact, he cited one time when he was on vacation and he was fishing and uh, and having and enjoying himself. He said he wrote more songs during that time period when he actually was not um, trying to. And the other thing that I think is so vitally important for songwriters is where you get your inspiration from. There have been times that I have struggled trying to write a song and gotten basically nowhere. And I'm looking at rhymes and I'm trying to get stanzas to come together and I'm trying to pick out a good hook for that thing and I'm getting absolutely nowhere. And there's been other times, I'll give you an example. I woke up several years ago, um, I was struggling with the book of Revelation, as I'm sure that we've all struggled with from time to time. And uh, God kind of put it on my heart, as as we like to say, to uh, just read it and not delve into all the symbolism as deeply. Read it at face value and just see what the Spirit spoke to my spirit just by going through it. And I did. I got up way early one morning and I read the book of Revelation, put it down, immediately came downstairs, picked up my guitar and wrote one of probably one of the best songs that I've, at least in my opinion, that I have ever written. And I attribute all of that just to getting right out of, getting deeply involved in scripture and just losing myself in it and then immediately going to, and I had nothing else on my mind. It was early in the morning and I was able to devote myself entirely to that. So I would strongly suggest to any songwriter that they get their inspiration right from the book. You can't beat it. Other songs um, I've gotten from something that a pastor has said in his message, in his sermon, something that struck me. A number of years ago, I started uh, taking notes during sermons, and I would strongly suggest that, particularly for any songwriter. Wonderful. Doc, thank you so much. Uh, that's just a lot of uh, great reminders and uh, points that you made that we need to take to heart. Uh, and also, it's very reflective what you're saying. Uh, this is clearly, this is your heart and how you lead your people, your churches that, in worship. So I uh, want to thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much for your time and just sharing the real with us. Do, do I have 20 seconds I can pray? Absolutely. Let's go. Heavenly Father, would you bless this webinar? Would you bless the people that are tuned into it, the people that may hear it at a later date? Would you bless all of their ministry, whether it's on a team or leading a team or songwriting for a church? God, be with them. Send your spirit to bless them in every regard. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Doc, thank you so much again, brother. Great to have you. Thank you. God bless. And guys, we thank you for joining us today here on our Worship Team Training Tuesday shows. Don't miss tomorrow, Weston Skaggs right here, Facebook Live. It will not be on Periscope. It's going to be on Facebook Live. You want to get to that 12 p.m. Central. 
Weston Skaggs right here, Facebook. We're going to have a lot of fun. He's going to share a lot of music. You don't want to miss it. Plus, John Thurlow coming up on our Thursday training, as you are a member here at Worcester Teen Training University. And if you're not, then you need to enroll at wttu.co slash enroll. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for being with us today. We love you, and we will see you next Tuesday right here at 11 a.m. Central. Have a great one. See you soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. Hey guys, thank you so much again for subscribing here to the Worship Team Training Podcast. We thank you for everything that you are doing to give us your attention and to also speak into the things that matter to you, letting us know by email, comments, the messages that you leave. Thank you so much. And now that you've listened all the way to the end of this podcast, what are you doing with all this within your team? And how are you effectively leading worship in a way that really engages the people of your church rather than just singing songs that go over the head? Check out the workshops that we can do for you at worshipteentraining.com. We take a Friday and a Saturday. And we fix it all around your needs. We, myself, uh, we have a consultation with you three to four weeks out before we ever begin to understand your needs as a worship leader, team, ministry. We work alongside with your pastor, your staff with that request as well. And we put together a weekend that revolves around the curriculum that I had written in a book called Worship Team Training, in which we take worship teams from A to B. Everything from worship itself, from the biblical perspective of how to lead worship in a way that engages the church, to the music, the producing of the music, like things like music theory, the basic building blocks of song, how we put band together with bass drums and so forth. And then we look at our vocals and how can we contextualize the vocals that apply to the music and getting singers to sing with more confidence, with more energy, and to have that synergy tied together with the band to make an explosive time for your church and taking them into the presence of God. This is what we do at Worship Teen Training. So check out our workshops. You can find it at worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. And be sure to sign up now as summer is approaching because we are getting full within our bookings and we can get you in early as this coming fall. So if you mention this podcast, we will also give you a 20% off. All you need to do is go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops, fill out the form, submit, and then we'll get back to you right away. Thank you guys again so much for your attention and for subscribing here again to worshipteentraining.com.